0: Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Damn, we're interested, uh, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: We're interested. Okay, okay. And, and then so...
1: You, you sound perfect.
0: <clears> okay, like
1: 70, 70, so then... Uh, F-A-F, dude. Everything is are saying. So, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't interrupt,
2: bro. You, you caught our attention. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm over He's here. Like, like,
1: why, I, why aren't
2: I, they <laughs> interrupting? This is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, I was like, I mean, they've, they've
0: been, been talking this whole time. Remember, this is
1: polite. <laughs> I haven't taken a trip at all. So...
0: I'll, I'll take care of you. I, I I back what I do and I back my products because um it it I do the best for people. I don't ever I didn't get into into this to make more money. Although I'm I am making more money than I was before, but you know my goal was never to make more money. It's to help people. Um and that and that's really why I got into this.
1: Hmm. Maybe Maybe you can do do both? both. Why not? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. People get better.
1: Hey, Twitch viewers. It's Thursday. We're back. Edwin Doctor Edwin Serrano is here with us, and we're going too hard, too fast. Again, yeah. welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to too hard too, too hard, too Fast. Too hard, too fast. Too hard, too fast. Too hard, too fast.
0: Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. My OnlyFans page.
2: <laughs> is... The podcast of the century. It's done looking All right. <laughs> bro. Let's let's get into uh, you being a doctor, bro. So uh, let's mm-hmm. hear about um. What you studied uh, for your doctoral program, bro? What inspired you to do mm-hmm. it? And then, uh, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I graduated from R.A. Lake in 2012. Uh, and then I went to UIW and got my doctorate in physical therapy. And I graduated there from
1: 2015, in 2015. Okay, that was way mm-hmm. too quick. What What did you just say? Que dijo? Because so, that makes no sense. No sense. So I graduated from undergrad so I, to doctorate. Never. Yeah.
0: So I Yeah. So I graduated in 2012 with my undergrad, uh, and then I went into PT school that same um, same year, and got my doctorate in doc in physical therapy by 2015.
1: Is that a normal thing where someone does his undergrad, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, masters? Because usually it's like. Undergrad master's doctor. Master's, doctorate depend, yeah so depend, well it depends it's on the
0: a program. yeah so its it can be like if it it's it's a it's a clinical doctorate right it's like someone going to undergrad and then like going to dental school or going to optometry school so it's the same concept um some people go the master's route because I mean not everybody gets in right away I was pretty fortunate to get Stepping in. Stepping stone. Uh, yeah, I, I think like my experience in undergrad, studying abroad and like doing different things helped me kind of get accepted. Nice. And then I, I did, you know, to get into PT school, you have to take more courses than just like a regular degree plan most of the time. So um, I did a lot of summer school throughout the four years. So I had all the prerequisites for it. And it was really like five years to complete my undergrad. So when I did that, then I went to PT school like right off the bat. Uh, I mean, UIW was the only school to accept me, and I could have waited because I think I wanted to go like to Florida for PT school, but I didn't want to wait a whole year and hope that I get accepted somewhere. So I kind of just went to school at UIW because of that. Um, so, and then
1: I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know if Warren asked this, and I, I'm gonna apologize if he did. If he did me? ask this, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you always want there to pay back? Be- no, I mean, I kind of. Oh, like it. That's a, This is too hard, too uh, fast, and we don't check. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always hard, want to be No, like I,
0: I honestly never really wanted to. Uh, not that I didn't want to. I, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I kind of like I. I came back from Italy. I had one semester left, and I was like, "Oh shit! I need to do an internship to graduate." So.
1: You can't hear me. What? What were you doing what? in your college life this whole time? <laughs> what were you majoring in? Did we miss this whole thing? We 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 just go too hard, too fast yeah, on yeah. everything? Well, too <laughs> hard. Fast. We should have investigated. We went too hard, too fast in the wrong <laughs>
2: direction, bro. That's what yes, we did. Too
1: hard,
0: too fast. I don't like because too hard, too too hard. Too
2: hard, too, fast, too fast, fast was in UTEP, bro. Hey, would you say UTEP yeah. was a <laughs> too fast life,
1: right? Uh, uh,
2: Drinking, drown
1: <laughs> for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> What mm-hmm. was your major when you did UTEP? So
0: my major was at first engineering and then I changed it to kinesiology.
1: Did you say that to us before I asked this question? No no, 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 no. Okay, good. We're on the right direction. Yeah. When you went to our Lady of the Lake University, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was your major then? Uh it was kinesiology. You just said it. He said it? Did I miss mm-hmm. that? I-
0: no, no, so I, I was an engineer major at UTEP, changed to kinesiology, and then kept kinesiology
1: when I went to LA League. Okay, so I just like only heard the first part when you said it. hmm Fair enough. So kinesiology. hmm At what point did you decide that you were going to do PT? Uh, PT, uh, physical therapy for people that are like, you know. Personal training. Substance. <laughs> personal training, yeah. Uh. No. Uh,
0: so I didn't know. So I was going to graduate and I had one semester left and I always said I was going to be a basketball coach, but I was like, man, I can't be a basketball coach. Like, I like it. But I I, I was like, I, I want to do something else. So I had to do an internship. I interned. I did like a hundred hours of like, I like at a physical therapy clinic. And I was like, Oh, this is something I could do. Like, why not? And so I did apply for physical therapy school because I you know, I was like working at the Y. I remember at that point, like my last, my senior year, I was like, man, I need to go like, to, like I was like, I need to do something else. Like all I know is school at this point. So uh, I applied and see if I would to see if I would get accepted. I got an internship, and then like when I was going to graduate, I got an acceptance letter, and I was like, because I'm going to PT school, you know, like <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I, I could see myself doing this. You know, I, I I always said like I can't play professional basketball or being it, But maybe I can be around, you know, athletes, you know, so that's kind of like where my mentality went is like, if I can't be a player, if I can't make money, I have to be around them somehow, you know. Um, I also applied to like an athletic trainer, I think. Uh, but PT, I got to PT school and I went with that.
2: Nice. So dur- during your doctoral program, uh, because it was you were strongly interested in it, was it was it, I mean, difficult or? I mean, of course, it was difficult, it, I guess, but I, what, well, what, what, biggest, what were your biggest challenges, I guess? That, that's what.
0: So, so the biggest challenge was I was part of the inaugural class. So I was part of the inaugural class, and then it was a different take on learning and a different take on teaching. So it was problem-based learning. So mm-hmm. where you go to a classroom and they like, oh, this is what your learning objectives are, and here are your textbooks. Find your answers. Mm-hmm. And they would literally answer your question with a question like, hey, like, how do I like find this, you know, muscle? It's like, well, how do you find this muscle, Edwin? You know, like,
2: what the <laughs> th- my <laughs> man way, my money.
0: <laughs> no, I really, like, you to tell me. <laughs> so, so in all actuality, like, we were the guinea pigs for a new way of learning for physical therapy, and our passer rating was terrible. Like, fifty percent mm. of the class passed the license exam. Wow. I was one of the one of the fifty percent. What's up? <laughs> but you know it, it was like a different take on on learning and a different take on doing it and i was like oh my god like a lot of people failed um they all eventually became pts we all came became pts um but it was definitely a learning curve for us and the professors like we were not giving we were not given like the education that we probably should have had at first um they've changed the program it's a lot better now but that's
1: what we went through but you know what at the same time i think you probably learn more on the job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: like even our dean said it when we were in school. It was like, you're going to learn 10% through these three years of what you're going to use throughout your whole career. Like, 10%. Like, that's all you're going to know. You're going to know the basics. You learn how not to kill someone, and then you go learn on your
1: own. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know about that. Maybe, please, please learn not to kill me. <laughs> Because I, <laughs> I was saying, what I was saying, it was like I think I learned a lot about special needs and different, you know, yeah. and disabilities. I, I have learned more by being on the job and how how yeah. I can certain kids. But at the same time, I don't want to die. So Edwin, Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Edwin.
0: I mean, My but spine you're right, only but it's goes amazing. one way. <laughs> well, quit bending over. Nice. <laughs>
2: I'm a- uh, Hey, so I'm being gonna- part of that first <laughs> that first class was it difficult then? Uh, getting a job or transitioning into your career, or it didn't really matter because you passed. You got your license. No, I mean when
0: whenever you're, you're going through that, you you get like internships or like rotations, clinical mm-hmm. rotations. And you kind of like go to different settings, like you'll work in a hospital, or you're working an outpatient, like, where do you want to work? What do you want to do? Um, and then like, I mean, everybody's always hurt. So there's always a job, you know, and <laughs> yeah, there's that's always, true. there's always something there. Um, so I went to go work for a company that I had, a, it was actually the company I interned with. And then it was a company that I did a re- clinical rotation with. I was like, oh, I get, you know, it's a good company. I can see myself working here. And so um, when I graduated, I went to work for them
2: nice so so where are you are where are you at now
0: so i me and my wife started our own company uh mm-hmm. for physical therapy, so we are seeing patients in Southtown San Antonio, and we started it in January. It was kind of just like a uh thing like, oh, maybe we should do our own thing and then it's just like kind of like how oh, I should do this San Antonio and
1: like I just drove you know it's kind of like, kinda like really? how it happened. So, uh, like, stop um, being modest and tell us what it's called. <laughs> so it's called uh, – Advertise, called bro. Posi-
0: so, it's called Positive Action Rehab and Performance. Um, You're wearing the so shirt? Yeah. Let's, let's
1: see it, bro. That's what's So, right.
0: so, so if you can see the logo. You can see that it's weights at the top. And then you can see – so, it's after – you would appreciate this one. Okay, it's after the Vitruvian man. Uh, you know, art in Italy, so
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. was it
0: Michelangelo, yeah, yeah, so right. so the the logos after that, because they did a lot early on to find the anatomy of the human body, and they were like doing it in secret, cutting up bodies to find out the anatomy of the body and trying it out, so that's kinda like responsible for our sketches now of how we study the
1: body, I so that's it? why that's why it's a logo of that mm-hmm. so is that like a shirt you can send me so I can wear at work or? <laughs> uh, let, let, me, let me know and I'll get you a couple shirts. Just me, send me a fatty. Oh what? Fatty, <laughs> I mean extra large. Uh huh. Man, large. Dude, so All right. you
2: said you started in January, right? This past January. Mm hmm. Dang, dude. Okay, so how how were your first two months? And then, dang, dude. Of course, how how did you <laughs> adjust Whoa. with this whole first two months? Yeah, obviously. Yeah,
0: so I so I think I got to get into the 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 practice um and how it functions so yeah, yes get into practice the practice isn't uh it's not insurance based so i don't take insurance (laughs) um i don't whatsoever and people when i was first starting were like how can you not take insurance like i'm not going to go see you if you don't take my insurance like there's no way i'm going to see you right um basically i had worked five years for another company and i was getting burnt out so during those five years of working for another company I went through a fellowship training. So I still went to school after my doctorate um, and got more additional training and like a specialty. It's called a fellowship. And so from there, uh, this company I worked for, they said, hey, like we'll pay for your fellowship if you commit to three years after you're done with your school. So, So I had to work for them during going to school, which was weekends driving to Austin or San Marcos. And at the same time, uh, whenever we're done with our fellowship classes, we have to do like 440 hours of mentorship hours. So we have to be under a fellow to really get to get that training. And then you get like a fellowship. Right. So in order for me to become a fellow, I had to work four ten 10 hour shifts. So I was working like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, seven to six at my clinic. Cause I was a clinical director. So I ran a clinic, I grew it, uh, in Floresville. And so on Wednesdays I would go for a whole year once a week and go work at another clinic for free to get my, my fellowship hours. Right. So whenever, um, and so last August, so about a year ago I was finishing my hours and I already been a director for like two years at this clinic. I grew it and I was busting my ass and I said, like, what's next? Like, I said, like, in order to effectively see my patients at, in, in the clinic that I have now, I was like, I need to keep my 10-hour shifts because people come in the morning or they come after work. Like, there's no way. And I have another therapist that does the same thing, but he works. When I'm not there on Wednesdays, he's there on Wednesdays type of thing. And he has, like, another day off, like, on Thursday or something, you know? So it came down to, like, I was finishing up and I was, like, listening to podcasts, speaking of which, about like starting your own business and like where PT was heading. Um, and so PT, if I ask people, they don't know what it is. They're like, Oh, you just give me exercises. I do them. I get better. But there's like so much more complexity, but at the same time, people don't know how to PT correctly. Like there's people in our profession that don't know how to get people better. You know, it's just like, Oh, every, you, you have ankle pain. You're going you to do the same four exercises. You have back pain. You do the same exercise as the last mm-hmm. guy I did, you know? Um, and so, you know, me and my wife started talking and we're like, what can we do or what can we do to like on Wednesdays, like, you know, just to do something on the side. And so it, I kind of started like a little side hustle. Like I just did like a little sole proprietorship, like see people on the side that's if they come in or whatever, like seeing at at gyms or whatever. And slowly, you know, like my wife can talk to a wall so she can market to anybody and everyone. Um, and, we walked into a spot and they had a space for rent and we said, oh, like why not like rent it and see what happens? You know? Um Can you hear me? Yeah, We're
1: interested, uh, bro. Yeah. We're interested. Okay, okay. And and then so, so, okay, so so then uh F-A-F, dude. everything is saying. So- <laughs> Hey, <laughs> we
2: don't interrupt, bro. You, you caught our attention.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm over here. Really like,
2: like why, I, why aren't they interrupting? This is weird. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I was like, <laughs> they've been
0: talking this they've whole time. this
2: polite? I haven't taken a yeah. trip at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, um, you know, it was kind of like the thing, like how I talked to you about earlier, like, oh, when I went to Italy, it was like, oh, apply. Oh, see what happens. Oh, get accepted. Oh, this and that, you know, one mm-hmm. step at a time. And so in January, it turned out that I was seeing people – on Wednesdays on my day off and I still get this like I still have three-year contracts and I had to ask for permission because I was a director to work for myself like I was like oh I'll just see people on the side and make some extra money and so then before I knew it I was working on Wednesdays seven to seven right and without insurance not taking insurance just helping people and then it turned into me like driving in from Floresville getting home at six and I had patients at seven and eight and not getting home till nine So then I was like, I was like, okay, like, like I, I'm at a point where I'm making my income that I was making before just working on a Wednesday, a Saturday and like afternoon, you know? So I was like, why can't I do this for myself? That's legit. As I, as I mentioned earlier, like I worked for someone else and I grew their clinic and I was just their workhorse. So why couldn't I do it for myself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, And at the same time, by taking insurance, I was seeing, like, 17 to 20 people a day. Like, I don't know if you've had physical therapy, but physical therapy has turned into, like, a mill, right, where you come in, you see a physical therapist for, like, 15 minutes, and then they hand you off to someone else. And before you know it, you know, like, you're not getting specific care. Like, Joaquin, you've torn your ACL, your meniscus, you, like, you, you did that. But how specific was your care really, right? Yeah, you're right, and dude. I
2: would just see him. He would check my knee. All right. And then he would hand me off to someone and then basic mm-hmm. exercises. I'm like, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it turns into, and it's not their fault and it's not a doctor's fault. It's nobody's fault. It's it's really the insurance's fault. It's your insurance's fault that this mm-hmm. happens, right? Because a, a physical therapist has what you call like a conditional like like a con- contractual agreement or the company has a contractual agreement with your insurance. So let's say like I see you for an hour or you're there for PT for an hour and I'm billing $240, right? To you, you're like, like, fool, you're like getting $240 off of me for an hour. In reality, the insurance only reimburses 30% of that.
2: Mm.
0: Right? So the insurance is reimbursing 30% of 240, which whatever that is, like let's say it's $70, if we're lucky, right? So we're reimbursing $70. Well let's say your copay is already fifty five dollars. Those fifty five dollars goes to the reimbursement your insurance is paying. So the insurance only pays fifteen bucks.
2: (laughs) Right? What the hell dude? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So 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 that's kind of how it works. So at the same time, a physical therapist has to see so many people to keep the doors open and to pay their salary we don't make a lot of money, like as physical therapists, as doctors, we we don't make money, like, and I mean, like starting, uh, like starting at, after at, at a PT school, I was making like sixty one thousand. You know, it's not like for having a doctorate, like that's not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: that that's not taking into consideration your student loans and all the debt you have, right?
0: Exactly. So you have a lot of debt. You you can't. I mean, you're thinking about like, okay, you're making this much money, but you can't even like. I don't even have a house, bro. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like you the, you know, and and so it comes down to like. Your insurance is like screwing both you and I because they're not allowing you to get the proper treatment and they're not allowing me to give you proper treatment and, li- and have a decent lifestyle, right? So um, I so went off of
1: that. How are you able to say I'm not going to take insurance, still have clients? And mm-hmm. Because to me, if they're not taking insurance, it's back end stuff. They're not going to help me with anything. How does that work? Like, how do how do I make you trust me? Or how do, oh, I, oh, how do, I, do I trust you? you? <laughs> how do you trust me? Hell, yeah, bro. Hey, how do
2: I make you trust me? me? <laughs> how
1: do I make you trust me? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, so so that you don't. can accept my
2: insurance,
1: bro. <laughs>
2: if you trust I, me, I'll give you my insurance.
1: How do um, I trust you? That you're mm-hmm. going to do the right thing for me.
0: So, um, I mean, obviously, it's getting people in the door at the end of the day. Like, there's no, you know, unfortunately, like, if you have back pain, like, what do you think of first? Like, who are you going to go to if you have back pain?
1: Ghostbusters. I don't know. A chiropractor, <laughs> right? Like,
0: like yeah, everybody exactly. always says, oh, my back hurts. I'm going to go to a chiropractor. Right? Like, yeah. No, no,
1: 100%. Okay, maybe. Most people. Uh, me, just like, I'm just going to deal with it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's, mostly that's what people think, right? Like, like, <laughs> have, like done, yeah. So they've done a good job of like marketing themselves and be like, Oh, crack snap. And like your back is fixed type of thing. Right. But I tell people like, so this is how I kind of sell what I do because people are like, Oh, you don't take insurance. And usually sometimes I get a kickback. And then sometimes I don't, but usually when I get people that are looking for me, it's word of mouth. I don't get people from like, Oh, like I saw your post or I saw this. It's usually like, hey, they told me you were good. Can I come see you? And then I tell them the cost and they're like, that's fine. You know, but the way I get people in the door usually is I do a free evaluation. If I didn't believe in my product, I wouldn't evaluate you for free. You know, so I tell you like, hey, come in here. Look, I charge this much, but I'll do the evaluation for free, which is 30 minutes. So I evaluate you for for free. Is It's a shoulder injury, neck, whatever. And then what I do is I see you for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I tell you what it is. I tell you how I can help you. And I straight up tell them whether I call on the phone or, excuse me, on the phone. I don't, I talk to everybody that comes to the door. Nobody talks. Nobody else talks to them. I don't have anything else. I make sure that I listen to a patient and really hear them out because at at one point in any healthcare setting, people are not heard. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You're not heard. Like when you get a call from a doctor a doctor's office you never talk to the doctor it's rarely you see the doctor so when a doctor calls you and they say I got a referral that you never get a call from the doctor's office you get a call from their front desk they don't mm-hmm. listen to what's wrong with you they know your' back hurts. okay cool like set up a time and day and then when you set up a time and day then you're like okay like you show up and you already have like this mindset like PT's not gonna help me like why the why the F am I here like my doctor my chiropractor my everybody else up to this point could not help me like what are you gonna do like we're always like the last lifeline like no one thinks about us as a primary healthcare provider like you like if you're backwards you don't think of coming to me first right like that that's and that's nope. something that i, I want to change because i can help people right off the bat
2: well i think I, I think a big issue going off that i think a big issue is you can go straight to that because sometimes <laughs> if you do call a physical therapy place they'll be well do you have a referral no, and they'll tell you, mm-hmm. well, go talk to your primary doctor first. It's like, damn it, like, I already know what's wrong with me. But yeah. no, I still have to go to the doctor, and then I have to pay a copay, and then still, mm. okay, fine, can I get a referral? Yeah. And you're right, sometimes they don't even listen, and they'll re- yeah. recommend maybe a chiropractor or a Oh, no, or,
0: or what they'll do is, like, come in and we'll give you an injection, give you some Moltres, mm. right? Like, you yeah. know, like, so, so you end up in this cycle. So, like, let's say you go to a doctor's office, your back hurts because you want a referral for PT. So then what ends up happening is, okay, well, here's some maltrant, right? Here's some ibuprofen. They tell you just rest. So that's the worst thing to do for back pain, by the way. If you rest, that's the worst thing. You need to keep moving. Anyway, so then, like, six weeks pass by, right? Six weeks go by. You call the doctor's, like, hey, I need to come in. Like, my back's still not good. It's still hurting. You go in. It's like, okay, like, let's do some injections. Six weeks pass by. They do, oh, well, My back still hurts. Okay, let's get an x-ray. X-ray is not going to find shit. You're not going to do anything wrong. Because you didn't break bones. It's
2: it's all tissue, right?
0: No, like at the end of the day, so uh, I mean, we can get into studies on this or whatever, but a lot of imaging, I mean, it it tells you like how our body's aging. It's not going to tell you what's really Mm -hmm. going on. So for someone to see what's really going on with your pain, they need to see you move. They need to see you squat. They need to see like how your range of motion is. At the end of the day, like, one of my favorite quotes is it's how we do what we do. If you're sitting on your ass all day and your back is hurting, get off your ass. You know, like, like it's, it's how you're doing everything that you're doing up to that point. Uh, and that sounds, like, simplistic, but at the end of the day, like, you're, you have to look at where are deficiencies, where are imbalances, and people are never assessed that way. You were assessed as, like, let me take a picture of your spine. Oh, you have arthritis in your spine. You know, like, like arthritis is like gray hair. We're all going to get it. Like, 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 that's how, That's what it is. But is that the root cause of your pain? No, but that's what they see in the imaging. So that's what I'm going to tell you you have because I can't fix you. Yeah.
2: Or would you, you know? say a lot of times healthcare, they're just trying to address the symptoms and, like you said, not the mm-hmm. root cause? It's Yeah. Just... I, mean,
0: uh, I mean, if you get kind of deep into it, you can kind of follow the money, right? Why is insurance or whatever doesn't improve PT or why they pay less? Obviously, you get reimbursed more if you take more meds, if you go through surgery, if you go through... The... That's what that's where the money maker is, right? Like a yeah, total yeah. Knee replacement, a hundred k, right? Like a doctor's gonna make a hundred thousand dollars off of the total knee replacement rather than sending you to me. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but, no, no, no. I totally like, agree. Right. With you.
0: Yeah. And, and not everybody's like that. I'm not gonna say, but but it, it's something in our healthcare field that needs to change. So. um there's a lot of therapists that are kind are of, kind of doing what I'm doing in the cash-based thing and going back to what I do and how I sell, what I do is like, I give a free evaluation. I, I, ta- I call them. I don't email them. I don't text them. I call them Nice. Like once they inquire and I talk to them for at least 10 to 15 minutes. Once I talk to them, I tell them, this is what we're going to do. This is how I do it. I give you free evaluation If you don't believe in a product, and I tell them if you don't believe in what I can do for you and you think I'm full of you, you can leave, you can walk out and you don't pay anything. All you did was waste a little bit of time, you know? Mm. And and to this day, like no one's really walked out. Wow. Because because no one no one will ever look at a patient the way I've looked at it, at them, because no one really assesses people the way they should. And to me, it's very simple to really find out what's going on with people, but to a lot of people, it's just like if you're an insurance based practice, they're gonna will and deal, will and deal, will and deal. How many people can we get in? How many people can you see? Because reimbursement rates are low, the more people you see, the more money we make. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, what I love what you said, bro, is because um, I remember um, listening to um, like some doctors where you could go to three different doctors and each doctor diagnoses you with something different mm-hmm. because they didn't take mm-hmm. the time to listen. They're just listening to your symptoms and then they all fill in assumptions and then they d- and that's why they all come up with different conclusions mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's why I love that you said um, you actually take the time and listen and all that. So, mm-hmm. so let's you just take a half Before you
1: keep going, before you keep going, you know what I love as you were saying that? Where you were playing that perfect compliment to how Edwin is, as a great doctor, he was doing this. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's what's up, dude. And that's why we love him. (laughs) Hell yeah, bro.
2: Hell yeah, bro. That
1: makes me proud. Um, That's Uh, fine.
0: Yeah, okay. it. See, y'all have me drinkin'. no, no, drinking. No, no, drinking,
1: bro. And I don't think you know if anybody's listening to this and saying, "I don't want to go to that doctor who is drinking on the podcast." But like, you know what? You know what He's you not you drunk. Told me? No, you know what? I'm I the
2: drunk one. Said? Shut up! No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me talk. No, no. no just, you know what? Ed so when I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, what what edwin has shown me this whole time is like he knows he knows his stuff he knows what he's studying he knows what he's working he knows his livelihood like i really dude when i met you you were younger mm-hmm. Obviously. When I met you, he I was, no younger. <laughs> <laughs> was like you were it was it was a different maturity. Yeah, dude. When I knew you were now is not is not the Edwin <laughs> I know now. You know, hmm. I know you we all do dumb stuff in our own private lives. We yeah, all yeah. do we all do things. Mm -hmm. But the other one I met is not the doctor. I know. (laughs) Seriously, this guy's a doctor. He knows his stuff, and he wants good for people. So that's what Mm -hmm. I was listening to. Like this whole time, I I I probably won't remember how good you can do things Mm -hmm. for people. What I will remember is how much you care, Mm -hmm. and that I'm I'm always gonna remember that. Uh, I thought you were gonna say, George. Uh,
2: one thing I won't remember this, but I thought you were gonna say because <laughs> you sound drunk. You sound drunk. So I'm like, well, yeah,
1: <laughs> well, then, you know what? I'm gonna cut this whole podcast out. Then. No, no. no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. the thing to me is like, I've had to go to PT uh, mm-hmm. because of a back injury, and I get it. Like, yeah, I remember you texted me about it, and you never came to school. <laughs> no, no. No, you offer some weird backhand stuff. Hello. Um, <laughs> at the time, you weren't yeah. established. You weren't established. So. <laughs> I know where you You weren't in network, bro. You were out of network. I wasn't at You are out of network. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you work <laughs> out. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. That's not yeah. the thing. But I'm saying, like, okay, I've done PT stuff. And I hated mm-hmm. it, dude. I hated it so much. Because I really like, mm-hmm. It was like, do this move. This move. Do this. And it doesn't. To me, it didn't feel like it helped. Mm-hmm. It yeah, wasn't. Yeah. yeah, and you explained it earlier. Like it just feels like it was like I was just getting passed through.
0: Yeah, like and it just and repetitive, maybe, like,
1: for time. If you were a doctor, and mm-hmm. if you were my doctor, maybe my back would have been better. <laughs> my hey George, my you know, you could still you could still go, bro. It's open mm-hmm. for business. So can, I, business? can I? Can I get mm-hmm. my back?
2: You don't need a doctor referral, bro? Or you know what? Yeah, you hey, need... Doctor, can you refer him to yourself? <laughs> or you? My back's still messed up. We'll talk about <laughs> it. All fair. Hey, You uh, know what? Yeah, that would sure. be a good example. George, if you want to mm-hmm. diagnose you. Mm-hmm. Then we could sue him. No, I'm just joking. You want to see my back?
1: <laughs> you want to see my back? <laughs>
2: I mean, you have to advocate
0: for yourself, and, and that's that's the thing that I'm trying to get to is, like, people need to be more informed. Like, people – like, you thought PT was – up until this point, you probably thought physical therapy was that. Like, your experience with PT was that, and it was terrible, and it's never going to help you. Uh, so people so who have had bad for...
2: experiences, mm-hmm. they'll have a whole different experience with you, though, because they'll yeah. actually, actually address maybe the root causes opposed to just mm-hmm. basic cookie-cutter stuff or just addressing yeah. symptoms then right
0: yeah so so that's a big difference is is like i guess the time with them spent um, i mean there's still they're, every patient i see is for an hour and it's an hour one on one with me like there's no one helping there's no one there and it's really getting down to nitty gritty um and you know when you talk about people like not wanting to get better it's not that they don't want to get better but you've been told so many things up to the point that you see a physical therapist like you get told something by a doctor then you go see someone else you get told something else and by the time you get, you know, it's six months to a year down the road and you've had chronic pain for such a long time, spent so much money, like, why do you think a physical therapist is gonna help you? Like, do, like yeah, at yeah. that point, you're thinking, like, there's no way this guy right here is gonna help me. Like there, there's he's like, I'm here because my doctor wants me. Like that's the mentality you would get in that kind of setting. Um, and and I was I mean, I was frankly tired of it. You know, like I was just like, you know, I was more motivated to get them better than they were motivated to get themselves better. And physical therapy, I tell people, I'm like a psychologist. Like, I have to be able to tell you, like, what you're able to do and, like, how we're going to get there. And you have to trust me. Like, I have to say that over and over and over again. If you do what I tell you, you'll get better. Um, so going back to, like, the insurance the space, insurance like, we talk yeah, about yeah, how yeah. much time and everything. But, like, going to, like, my, like, you typically when I see people, I see people about once a week. Okay. You know, that's all I see them for, Right. But these people are more invested. They want to get better because they're paying up front. You know, they're paying. You know, I, I do a free eval, but if they want to be seen, you know, it's a hundred right now. I'm, I'm charging. You know, it's one fifty for an evaluation, and then it's one twenty seven for every return visit. But if you think about it, if you go to a regular physical therapy place, yeah. you're paying fifty dollar copay, the cost is the same. Now mm-hmm. though, you're getting now you're getting more of an individualized program, right? So what I do is <clears throat> I see a person for a whole hour. I'm like constantly in communication with them, which you're never in a communication with someone you see at the other kind of setting. And I, I make sure that we do everything we need to do. I send them their exercises, tell them, Hey, this is my number. If you need something, text me. If you're hurting, don't wait till I see you next week. Text me. If we need to change an exercise, if we need to change your activity level let's do it. A big thing that I don't do is, you know, I get weightlifters, I get runners, I get all of that. People typically go see a uh, healthcare provider, whatever they are, and they say, it hurts when I run. What is the first thing they tell you to do? Stop running. Well, you're telling someone that runs for a living and trains, and that's their livelihood, like not even their livelihood, that's just like their way to get away, and you're telling them to stop doing what they love. Or you have a CrossFitter, and you're like, oh, CrossFit's bad for you because mm. of their ankle hurts, right? Right. Well, why don't you take your time as a healthcare provider and assess why their ankle really hurts and really fix them? You know, so 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 people are so my type of practice it never limits your physical activity. You're never taken away from the things you love. It's an experimental on the way. Like one visit a week. Hey, this didn't work. What will we do this week? Let's change up how much you're running. Let's change up how much your routine is. How many times a week you're running? Let's change up your weekly mileage. Let's check the terrain. Are you running on concrete? Well, let's go change and let's run like on trails now and see what's going on. And before you know it, like it's just a very distinct plan to you because I'm listening to you and your issues. And I kid you not, like I have a runner right now that had a stress fracture, couldn't get back to running in the past year. I got her back to running 30 minutes straight without pain in two months. But I took the time to, to see her and to change things up for her, like what is a proper way to get you back to running, you know? And, and same thing for weightlifters, like, hey, it hurts when I have, like, weight overhead, blah, blah, this is what's going on, my shoulder, my rib. My... And if you really diagnose and look at any asymmetries, any muscle imbalances, people get better, but people don't take the time. To really diagnose and really look at people, and that's something that I do and something that I dedicate myself to, because our healthcare system is so broken.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a, so it. So whatever they're paying for, it goes way beyond that one session, man. It goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes to you communicating with them constantly. It goes to, mm-hmm. like you said, that personalization. Um, it goes mm-hmm. to even being have direct access to you, and everything, yeah. right? Man, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: and 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 the other thing too is like, uh, you know, you've been through a fucking but like an ACL injury. Like I bet you tore your ACL. Your insurance was paying for it. At some point, your they stopped paying. They're like, oh, you yeah, can't yeah. go to PT. Yeah, anymore. yeah. They, they know, like, I
2: forgot how many sessions they said. Hey, only up to this, yeah. and that's
0: it. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you know, for an ACL injury, you need ten months. Like yeah. research has shown, you need ten months of rehab, and that is like getting you back to running, playing, whatever it is, and it takes you ten months, and then insurance will cut you off at three four months <laughs> or you have to start spreading out the visits and you spread out the visits, but then you don't spend a lot of quality time for that person. So where is that person in reality to where he wants to be? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, so it's insurance fault, And, and people always brag like, Oh, I have good insurance. Like My insurance is good. Do you really like, do you really have good insurance? Are they really taking care of you or you're paying a high premium and you think you have a good insurance and you're getting shafted.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, and then the premium they're paying, I mean, that could easily go to just paying you. Just have regular mm-hmm. insurance, I guess, and everything. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. And, and, and then the other thing, too, is like insurances, they have an out-of-network benefits, right? So if you were to come and see me, at the end of all your physical therapy sessions, I give you an invoice. You take that to your insurance, and if mm-hmm. you have out-of-network benefits, they give you a percentage back, yeah. They reimburse it or apply it to your deductible. So why not? Why not get better care, get better faster, and then you go there. Like, <clears throat> I get people now, walking, like I don't get people that looked at looked for me first. I get people that look for me last, And people that didn't get better by going to other people, they're like, well, let's give this guy. And I'm in a basement. Like, I'm in a basement, 500 square feet. I have a squat rack. I have everything I need. And, like, people walk down and they're like, what the F am I doing here? Like, what is this place? You know? Like, but at the end of the day, like, the care they're getting is way better than they're going to get any other place.
1: Yeah. And and I back
0: that up because I know what I provide. And and for me, I I think a big thing that I've been told is, like, you – grew a practice, and you started it during COVID, during a pandemic, yeah, during a recession, you know? So so to me, that's even more motivating to make it grow and to help yeah, more.
1: People. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: how much more will it grow after COVID? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're still seeing patients even during this whole thing and everything? <laughs> hmm Yeah, masks, so... Mass, I guess, all that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, so mass spray down everything after they're done, clean equipment. Um, but, you know, I, I, I mean, the the revolving door of patients coming is very low. Like uh, lately I haven't seen like seven or eight a day because I see an hour a day, but um, typically a busy day is like five or six. But in reality I, I put so much effort into every patient and they're paying for it that that's very busy for me. Um, and then I offer everything from like, so I'm a fellow. So the fellowship is in manual therapy. So I can mm-hmm. basically like pop bones, crack necks, nice. all that kind of stuff. Like, so that's what I did three years of additional training. And then, I went and got certifications in like dry needling, so I needle people if I, I feel like they need it. Uh, oh, wow, you could do life. all that stuff too? hmm So I, I do barbell rehab. What, what does that I mean? Do... What does what that what does that mean? Acupuncture,
1: right? That, so of...
0: so it's the same so it's the same needles as acupuncture. But dry needling is more like uh, I guess like more Western medicine. So what you're doing is typically I mean, some people will say dry needling is a sham, some people say it's great. I say if it gets someone better, why not do it? right? <laughs> uh, but typically whenever you have like a chronic injury, like let's say you, George, you have chronic back pain. It's been bothering you forever because you never saw your friend, Edwin. Um, so <laughs> you, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> so, so typically what will happen is when, when your body is like chronically in pain, you, you have like your, your body at some point failed to heal itself, right? So, And, it, and it's not that it didn't heal itself. It could have healed but you're very sensitive still to that area for whatever reason. So what I do with dry kneeling is I stick a couple of needles in your back uh, to really, what it does, it creates micro trauma, right? So anytime you have like a, a cut in your skin, your body prioritizes that to heal, right? So what I do by sticking a couple of needles in you, um, it says like, oh, there's trauma in the area. Let's take more blood flow into the area. Let's let it heal. It's kind of like hitting like a reset button so that it prioritizes the healing in that aspect. So um, so that's something that I do there. I, I dry needle. I supplement that with manual therapy. But at the end of the day, man, like manual that's therapy not, and dry needle. That's needing,
1: not like okay. acupuncture, like the way they do so, that.
0: So acupuncture is like primary meridians. Like they go off of your she, right? Like your primary meridians down your trail. Like they'll put like needles down. I go more like muscular, like, okay, where's the muscle belly to this? And then I go there. So basically that's what you're doing with dry needling is you're creating like an inflammatory response to the area to allow for more healing to take place and some people will say oh it's a placebo effect some people will say no it's not but if it gets someone better like why not incorporate it into
1: it? Yeah. how do you feel about uh, the what is it, the suction cup uh cupping it's the same thing. no as, no no uh, now what you do in your private time but you know what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that's, the, the, the suction cup is cupping. so so um, it's the same concept. Um, you know, it's supposed to increase blood flow. I think anything like that, whether it be like cupping, whether it be kinesio taping, whether it be anything, like if it helps you feel better, why would I not do it? You know uh, there's no reason for me not to do it. You know uh, A lot of people on the research world will say like, oh, it doesn't do anything. It's only a placebo effect. But if it helps you feel better why the you know like, I, I I think I think everything that you do is about belief like there's so much everybody attributes pain to physic something physically wrong but a lot of it is mental and if you go into like pain science like your pain does not come from an injured structure in your body your pain comes from your brain right mm-hmm. like think about like there, there there's a big like analogy of like Think about you running across the street you sprain your ankle and there's a bus that's about to run you over are you gonna feel that sprained ankle (laughs) probably not like you're gonna run to save your life before you get run over so your body knows what to prioritize also pain is so it's produced by your brain and then when it's produced by the brain there's a symptom magnification so pain is also uh, made worse or better by how you eat, how you sleep, how you recover, right? If you're not sleeping well, if you're not recovering well, if you're eating like crap, then your pain experience is going to be a lot higher. Also, if there's a big catastrophic event, let's say you hurt your back, but then someone in your family that you're close to passes away, that pain experience is so much higher, mm. right? Because there's so much going on that that you have symptom magnification. So, at the end of the day, that's why what I do a lot is education and teach people because what I'm telling them, I don't just tell them physically this is wrong with you. I tell them, like, you know, like I use a car, I use a car analogy, like that, that, that back that you have right now has been in pain for so long, that's what it knows. So we need to slowly get it moving in different directions without increasing your pain to know that your body is okay. So think about two cars, and I always use this analogy. But use about two cars, same model. One, uh, one car, the alarm is so sensitive. If you drive by it, it blares. One, you could hit it with a hammer, and it doesn't blare. <laughs> so our goal is to get your alarm to the like that car, and so where you're not sensitive to it, because that's where the imaging question we went into earlier, talking, where like you can get imaging, and like a doctor would be like, oh, you have two herniated discs at L4-L5 well, f- like all of us have hernia disc at L4, L5, like all of us, <laughs> but why do L6. some of us, but why do, but there's no L6. I don't know. Okay. Don't <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, why, why do, why, you know, like, so why do I have pain and you don't, you know? So what is your pain experience compared to mine? So a lot of it too is psychologically, psychosocially, what is going on within us that allows us to get rid of pain and physical activity helps with pain. So, and at the end of the day, I supplement my manual skills, popping backs, popping necks, mobilizing shoulders, mobilizing ankles, to get you moving better and for your sensitivity to decrease. But at the end of the day, what's going to get us better is specific exercise tailored to what you need.
2: Nice. Mhm. Hey, bro. So, and I don't know if this is a dumb question or not,
1: but um, it is. It is. <laughs> well, then screw it. <laughs> don't ask it anyways. Yeah. Well, then my, I feel can, like I've, I've asked more dumb questions
2: this podcast than ever before. Can anyone go in, like, even if they they don't have those pain or anything, but they just feel like, hey, I'm getting older. I just want to make sure that yeah. I'm doing everything yeah. right. Can you still help mm-hmm. them? I guess, like, going a car, you just want to tune up or you just want to make sure everything's running good. Yeah. Can they still go yeah, into yeah. that place? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, if you think about like again comparing insurance space versus non-insurance space, you go insurance space, you're done with PT, you're done. Like I'm sure, you, like when you were done, your last day, you're like, well, what do I do now? Like, like can I go to the gym? Yeah. Can I go running? Can I play basketball? Like, yeah,
1: so yeah.
0: there's and I was a scared continuity. and I was
2: scared sometimes to like do yeah. stuff, but little by little, like all right, cool. And, but um, yeah,
0: yeah. but you could have got you could have probably gotten there faster too. You know, like to where you feel yeah. more confident with your knee. You know, um, so the the basically what you're doing is Like I like today, for example, I finished with a patient was like, Hey, like you finished seven sessions with me. You're good. You have no pain. You squat without pain. You run, you do everything. I was like, your body's like a car. It's like a car. You change oil regularly. You do maintenance. You change the tires. You do all this. I was like, sometimes you need maintenance. If you do just call me, like, don't let your pain get bad and just come mm-hmm. in for one session every couple months, every six weeks nice. and really get assessed and see what's going on. Because also what I do is I, I provide muscle, you know, an assessment of like muscle imbalances. Like this nice. is what's wrong with you. So like you should work on strengthening this so that you don't come up with issues later
2: on. Uh, you know, you don't just tell them you're a uh, weak muscle. You don't just tell them.
0: I, I tell them that on the first day. <laughs> George, you weak, um, bro. You're weak. And then, and then certain people, well, you like, know what? You know and, what? That's actually
1: uh, a thing that happened to me. Like, so there was a point where I was like, look, my back is like horrible. Like it's messed mm-hmm. up. I need some kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so I needed surgery. Like they were going to go in and... Clean it up. One of the, the L's was messed mm-hmm. up or bulging and they were going to shave it down. And I get it. But the only thing I... The only reason I didn't do it, and it's probably stupid to say or whatever, but they said I could never ride a roller coaster again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Never? No, no, I, mean, I'm I'm laughing. Laughing. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm laughing at the fact that that's the only reason why you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: true,
1: man. Well, I'm gonna tell you why I didn't get it. But Okay. But uh uh yeah, that was the thing. Was like you can never ride a roller coaster again. But I was getting ready to have a kid. And yeah. I was I and want to time with your kid. I want to at least ride one roller coaster with my kid. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was the only reason. I was like, I'd rather hurt than never yeah. ride a roller coaster with my kid.
2: Like, yeah. I
1: want. I want to have that experience, and I want him to. Have, oh yeah. Have that experience. I remember riding my first roller coaster with my dad, and I want my kid yeah. to have that same experience. So when I was mm-hmm. told I couldn't, I was like, No, I'm not gonna. I'd rather get hurt yeah. before I before I deny that. No, uh, I mean
0: honestly, I think your your kid saved your life. Like I think you like wanting to be able to ride a roller coaster with your kid, and them telling you like you can't ride a roller coaster ever again, like saved your life because uh, surgery is not guaranteed that you're gonna come out and not have pain. Yeah. Like it's it's there's no guarantee, mm-hmm. and you're so I mean you're still so young. Like why? Back surgery, at the end of the day, is can be way more debilitating than not having surgery. And so, what mm. there's like different ways and avenues to get better. It's just a matter of finding the right person to take care of you. Like, and then that's anybody listening to this podcast. It's like, like if if you need to demand, you need to demand more from your healthcare provider and advocate for yourself so that you can get better. And surgery is not always the answer. Our bodies are very miraculous; like they heal. And they're meant to heal. And if you modify things and you do things appropriately, your body will heal. A herniated disc, if that is truly what is going on with you, because like I said, an imaging, yeah, that'll come out. But maybe you're having other imbalances that you don't know about. At the end of the day, though, a herniated disc, the reason why they bother you so long is they take 300 days to heal. 300 days, almost a year. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the patience to get your back to heal and you're looking for a quick out, surgery is not always the answer you got to look at normal healing times of the human body to know that, Hey, this is normal. Like I, I was dealing with a patient the other day that had a, a stress fracture in her toe and her big toe. And one would think like big toe, like, Oh my God, whatever. But big toe takes on a lot of force. You run off of it, you push off of it. And you know, she was two months down the road and she would go see your podiatrist. And she's like, yeah, you know, he thinks this is going on. That. And, I, and I had to show her my book for my fellowship. It was like, look at this timeline. Look at where you're at as far as a fracture and look how long it takes to heal. After her fracture, she was only six weeks or eight weeks out. It takes like 12 to 16 weeks sometimes to heal. Like, we're not going to get better right away. I like guess it's, it's not how it works. But sometimes what we want as people, we think that how we got there, we got there overnight. Like, your back pain, George, didn't start overnight you did things that led to that point that got you in pain. So it's only normal for you to do things that take a long period of time to get back to where you have no pain. You know, like that, that is something that we have to cognitively understand as people is that we don't heal as quick as we So Today I saw someone with a back pain and he's a friend of mine and he bent over and fixed his boot and he couldn't get up. Like, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't every, it wasn't that like, I feel like if you're going to bend over to pick up a piece of paper, like you don't need proper form to bend over and pick up a piece of paper. Like you should be able to fucking bend over and pick up a piece of paper, like without even thinking about it. So was it him bending over to fix his boot? No, it was, I, I looked back. I was like, did you change anything? You lift weights. Did you train differently? Did you do this? Oh yeah, I did a new program. It's more core this way. It's more offsetting, blah, blah, I was like, this is probably what flared it up, but it will get better. And the thing that he did is his back hurt this morning. He says, do you have availability today? I didn't, but I saw him at 5 o'clock. And I saw him at 5 o'clock, and then mm-hmm. I got him better, and he walked out much better. But then if he would have gone the other route, which is a more traditional, like, wait, to go to Dr. Ayurveda, blah, blah, blah. Like, his pain at that point gets a lot worse, whereas you get some guidance right off the bat, and you get better. What we need to do is retrain that, and maybe we can't bend 100% right now, but maybe we can bend 25%. And we start there and we bend you slowly, and you bend at 25%, then you bend at 50, then you bend at 75, then you bend at 100. And that may have taken us eight weeks, but hey, now you can bend without pain, and now you can do the things that you want to do, and now you can ride a roller coaster with your son.
1: Nice. Yeah. And with that said, Edwin, I'm going to have to go with you. Hey. <laughs> yeah. This- yeah, bro, that <laughs> we can ride a roller coaster, dude. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll take care of you. I, I I back what I do and I back my products because um it it I do the best for people. I don't ever I didn't get into into this to make more money. Although I'm I am making more money than I was before, but you know, my goal was never to make more money, it's to help
2: people. Um and, that, and, and that's really why I got into this. Mhm. You, and can, if you do can do, do both? both. Why not, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, bro, a, is there uh too hard too fast? Um a story you have that you want to share with the people, whatever you feel comfortable with. Sometime man, you just got drunk real fast. and uh, <laughs> You just had a crazy story or something. Whatever you feel comfortable saying.
0: Uh, too hard, too fast. Let me see. When did too I go too hard, hard too fast? Too hard, too
2: fast moment. Or uh, it could just be a moment.
0: Good. Too too many times. Uh, I remember being in Italy. <laughs> I feel um, you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember being in Italy. I was a 22-year-old. My roommate had just turned 21, but the drinking... Drinking age in Italy is eighteen, but we still celebrate his twenty-first birthday. Like he could drink, nice. um, so we went that night, and we each drank twenty-one Irish Car Bombs, and oh, we had to <laughs> carry him home. Yeah, and then that was like—I mean, this guy was like on the cobblestone in Florence, like his head hitting all over, <laughs> carrying
1: him and everything. What well, better place, crazy. dude?
0: <laughs> 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 That's my too hard, too fast story right there. That's Hell probably yeah, what dude. I think about right now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Shit, that was me, though, mm-hmm. in Rome, though. People had to carry me out, bro.
0: Yeah, because they thought you were jacking ch- people out?
2: Yeah, shit. No, I was just drunk. Jacking people
0: their money? Yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> like, no, he's I'm a like, gypsy. Take him out?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, bro, So those out, bro. Uh, people who are inspired uh, mm-hmm. to get in the field, what recommendations you have? And what you got
1: for um,
0: I think, like, anything you do, not only this field, but I think you got to take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Um, it's going to be hard. It's not easy. Like to this day, I feel like starting my own business. It's, it's a little difficult. Uh, a lot of trials and tribulations also like running it with my wife. You know, there's times that we want to kill each other, but then we love each other at the end of the day. Um, I think as long as you keep pushing forward and you know, like one step at a time, you're going to get to where you need to get to. Um, if you think about the end and never take action, you're never going to get there. Maybe you think about what's the first step and then what's the next step after that until you get to your point, you're going to be fine. Um, and then um, for anyone dealing with like pain or discomfort, I mean, I'm in the San Antonio area. Um, if you've been through many failures, uh, I encourage you to give me a shot. Uh, I'm only here to help people, I'm not here to take your money, um, although I have to keep the doors open somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, where, I, I, where do they I, find you? Yeah, so I'm um, located in the Southtown area. So it's pretty central. Um, people drive all the way from the Dominion to see me now. And like, say it's like a 27 minute drive. So if people can drive from out there to come see me anywhere in San Antonio, you can drive down. Um, and like I said, it doesn't take a lot of time out of your day. It's, you know, one, usually once a week, sometimes we feel like we need more. Sometimes it can be twice a week, but the care that you will get will be a lot better than you've probably had uh, in the past. And then, um, we do everything through Instagram right now. Our Instagram is positiveaction__pt. And then our website is uh, positiveactionpt.com. Uh, if you want me to directly call you, there's a link on there that says talk to the doctor. And you basically fill that out. Give it, it gives me a brief history of what's going on with you. And I give you a call and see what's, what's going on and how I can help you. And I, I can tell you right off the bat if you're a good fit for me. If you're not, for whatever reason, I can refer you to someone else or it you better care
1: somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's honorable. Now, now, now tell us your only fans page. My only fans page is
0: <laughs> Dr. Pepper, Dr. Serrano Pepper. <laughs> hey, that would have been.
1: If you didn't, if you didn't have an page, that would be the page. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Dr. Serrano Pepper. Dr. Serrano Pepper. And I really appreciate that you give me the time for this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on. I appreciate our friendship, everything we've yeah. had yes, sir. together. With that said, another podcast down the drain. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to say? Dr. Serrano,
2: Southtown, San Antonio, positive action PT. Go fix yourself. <laughs> go fix nice. yourself. That should
1: go be a shirt, man. That hey, should be a shirt. Go tell fi- your slogan. <laughs> go fix, it, go, yourself. Fix, go
0: yourself. fix yourself. Hey, I like that. Like, hashtag go fix yourself.
1: Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I like that. You heard it I, here I'm first. It. Thanks to Joaquin. Go fix yourself. Go fix
2: You're yourself, watching, bro. Well, you already. <laughs> hey, you already just give me two free yeah. sessions, bro. That's all I want.
1: So at that point, like we okay. came up with it, so the podcast has a uh, cut on the commission. <laughs> we have royalties. <laughs> but hey, with for that, go use that, podcast. bro.
2: Go we'll fix yourself. I like the use it. But with that,
1: said, positive uh, action PT. Go we'll fix. Quarm, let me close this podcast. <laughs> uh, the podcast down the drain. Thank you very much. Remember, yeah. we're trying to get to our 100 subscribers. Help us out. Subscribe. Like, and bye. Fix yourself.